Charlie, and tonight we're going to talk about a very important topic in the world of preparedness and homesteading, and that is water and um, water purification or sterilization. And so, I mean, I could come at this a couple of ways. We could look at it and say, how much water do you want have on hand versus how much water can you process? <coughs> because in, in the preparedness mindset, there's two different ways that you can come at this. You either have a lot of water or you have the ability to collect water from different means and then process that water to make it safe to drink. Now... Um, the you know the government the FEMA and all that they give you recommended I don't remember if it's uh, three gallons per day per person for like a grid down situation so let's say you have a seventy two hour kit you need to have twelve gallons of water for your family of four that's not unreasonable that might be a little bit too high because. I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head the stuff that I've seen in the past. There's cats fighting in the backyard. I don't know whose cat it is, but they are getting at it. Um, but anyway, so you, you need a, a measurable sum of water in order to be prepared for a grid-down situation and not be caught off guard. So... I mean, anybody could prepare for that. Then you also want to think about, well, after I've gotten through my 12 gallons of water, how am I going to replenish that? Um, we'll try to hit on both topics tonight. Ooh. That was a branch that fell off the tree and hit the uh, workshop that I'm in. But we'll, we'll touch on both topics, and we'll uh, see what we can come up with. Now, with the, the collection method, or having it on hand, you know, a lot of people would think that they could just go to the store and buy a few gallons of water, stick them in a closet, and call it good. Well, I'll go ahead and tell you, that's not the best idea you could have. If you were to go to Walmart and buy 12 gallons of you know, drinking water or purified water or spring water, whatever they've got, and you stuck that in a closet, there's a high likelihood that when you needed it, it would all be gone. That's because the water bottles that they use for this are so thin that they can get pinhole leaks and... The pinhole leak is just going to leak all the water out. And I know this because I've had it happen to me. I went grab a bottle of water. I mean, it was just, you know, we had some supply in the closet. I went to grab a bottle of water, and the floor was wet, and the bottle was half empty. So we went through and looked at several other ones. They all had pinholes in them, too. I don't know why they develop the way they do, but they do. They just kind of show up after... Uh, the, the water's been sitting there for a while. May have been damaged in transit. Not totally sure. 
But one hack that I know of, and this is one that I learned from the Survival Podcast, is that instead of using those water bottles, you get somebody who likes to drink the Arizona iced tea, and it has a whole bunch of those water bottles in their possession, because they're nice, real thick, heavy-duty, high-density polyethylene bottles. And what you do is take and fill it up with tap water. That's all you got to do. I mean, if you want to get fancy and if you've got a water filtration system and fill it up with that water, that's fine. Um, But, you know, fill it up regular tap water when you need it. If you want to filter it out and make it more palatable, feel free. But those Arizona iced tea jugs, they're like a gallon jug. They're nice and thick. They don't break. So that's the thing there. And then if you want to get really fancy, you can go to Walmart or Academy or any sporting goods store around any camping store and get some of the Aquatainers. Um, They make the bigger 7-gallon ones, and I think they make the smaller 4-gallon ones. So you've got a you you've got a you can pick and choose which one you want, and they come with a little spigot that you can put on. They're high density polyethylene, so they're nice sturdy buckets. Say bucket, it's really a container, but um, so those will work too. Now, for the let's say you run out of your Aquatainer water or your Arizona iced tea jug water, and now you've got to replenish it with something. Let's say you've got a well in your backyard. I've got a well. It's not been tested. I don't know if it's actually safe to drink. So I would want to filter that before I drink it. Or I'd want to purify it before I drink it. And there are several ways that you can do that. You can use a chemical purifier, such as like bleach or... Um, purification tablets, or anything along those lines. You can use a gravity filtration system, so like a Berkey or any other, like a pure water filter, any of those, that's all gravity-based. Or you could use a, I think, what is it? what we call it, a membrane-type filtration system. So, like, reverse osmosis systems or um, the Sawyer water purification system or, like, a life straw. All those run off of membranes. So that's basically the three types. So there are a couple others, and we'll kind of hit each one. So in your your chemical um, water purification, you've got several different things that you can look at. You've got um, purifiers that use the production of either iodine or chlorine to purify the water. That's stuff like Aquatabs or um, Aquamira tablets or the um, Ketadine MP1 tablets, um, Potable Aqua, all of these different ones, they all produce 
either chloramine or chlorine or iodine, one or the other. There's another product that exists in the chemical realm that's a little bit different than the tablets. Because the tablets, the idea is, is that you have a liter of water, you throw a tablet in, you cover it up for 30 minutes, and then it's done its job and it should be good to drink. Um, there is a product called Polar Pure, which is elemental iodine in a round glass jar. And depending on the, the temperature of the water, it tells you what concentration of dissolved iodine you have. And then you know how to dose the water that you're using. That's one. And it's a pretty neat concept. And it's been around for a while. And they went out of business. Well, they quit selling it for a little while because um, the meth heads... We're using iodine to make meth, and so the DEA kind of cracked down on people selling elemental iodine, even though he only used like half a teaspoon of elemental iodine in a bottle, and it was $30 per bottle. But nonetheless, you had to sign up for a waiver so that you could be able to sell it, whatever. They eventually got it done, and now they're back in business. It's available at walmart.com now, so it's nice to know. Um, another category of the chemical stuff is uh, flocculants. So a flocculant is something that takes and basically groups all of the particulate that's floating in the water together and makes it into a heavier solid that you can actually filter out more easily via like a, a coffee filter or some, you know, a, a gravity filter that's not quite as complex as a Berkey or a pure filter, anything like that. Um, so, one of those is called Purinize, and it uses organic salts to kind of clump together particulate and neutralize it. It doesn't really disinfect, just basically makes it where it all clumps together and you can filter it out more easily. Procter & Gamble also has a product that does a similar thing, but it also releases chlorine, so it's flocculating and actually purifying at the same time. So um, I'm not really sure how common the Parker and Gamble stuff is. I know they they intended it to be used in third world countries, so it's 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 usually a humanitarian type thing. But I think you can find it online and. Um, it seems to work real well just from looking at how they use it in the videos. It looks like it, it, it does its job extremely well. Now, the gravity filtration systems, you know, you've got all sorts of different brands of those. You've got, like, Pure. You've got... Um, I'm going to go grab a chair. Okay. So, gravity filtration systems. Um... Berkey, Pure, any of these, the anything that you pour water into, you let it sit for a while and it drains out. It's all gravity um, filtration. And those do work good for most situations. I think there is some concern about, like, you know, Giardia or living organisms that may be small enough to pass through the filters. 
don't quote me on that. I'm not 100% sure. I know, like, the neti pot and stuff like that, if you're going to use it to rinse your nose and things, they really say you need to drink purified water or use purified water or um, water that's been boiled. So, I mean, I don't know. That, that line's kind of fuzzy there. I mean, the gravity filters aren't going to take everything out, especially, you know, like arsenic and stuff like that. Some of them do to some degree. I know the Berkeys, they say that they take out pretty much everything. Um, but right now you can't get a Berkey because the filters have silver in them and the federal government has deemed that to be a pesticide. So right now they're having to reformulate their Berkey black filters so that they can actually sell them in the U.S. I will say that the the gravity filters seem to be more fragile than others. Um, the Berkey, especially because of its like freestanding filter system, it's got. Um, if you, it has a a nice hard jolt to it. So let's say you you're moving and you bump the thing when you're packing it up. You could potentially loosen the filter from its housing and actually cause it to leak and not even filter. Um, but generally, the gravity filters work well for just an all-around kind of a deal. They're not too expensive, to, depending on what you buy, and then you know it doesn't impart any particular flavors. It may actually take some flavor out of what you're trying to filter um, and then you can also usually with these different brands you can add on like a, a fluoride and arsenic filter just depending on who you're getting it from and then the third one the third one seems to be the, the most common right now for some reason but it's membrane type filters and a lot of you may drink membrane filtered water and not even realize it because the purified water that you're buying from the store is usually reverse osmosis purified and what that means is that the water is passed through a membrane with pressure and the membrane holds back any of the the contaminated or the contaminants and then only allows the pure water to flow through so you know how osmosis works. The water is attracted to a cell wall and is pulled in. Um, but this this way it's pushed out. So it's reverse process. Um, they, and apparently there's bunches, many different companies that sell reverse osmosis systems. We bought one recently from, uh, I think it was Water Drop. And there's two or three different um, versions of it. You have different filters. You've got, you know, like a carbon pre-filter. You've got the, the membrane filter. It's all, you know, whatever you want to get, it's out there to get. And the downside to these, reverse osmosis requires electricity. Because you're pushing water through a membrane, you have to have pressure into it. And most of the um, like the water systems 
in America don't have enough pressure to push water through the reverse osmosis systems. So that that's one downside there. Um, the upside is is that you've got water right at tap, basically. You hook your water line to it. You've got a faucet that's dedicated for the reverse osmosis. You turn it on, you've got water. Um, grid down, you know, you're, say you're out of power for four or five days. If you've got a generator, you can turn it on and have the reverse osmosis filter running. And then if you've got a well and a reverse osmosis filter, then you're doing even better. Um, and then the other one... It's still in the membrane type of filter, but the the Sawyer straws, the Sawyer bladder systems, um, life straw, those are all kind of the same as the reverse osmosis. They may not be as fine or as, yeah, as fine in their filtration as reverse osmosis, but they run on the same type of system. They have uh, membrane filters that allow you so with like a life straw you put in the water and then you suck and that suction creates pressure and then it allows the water to flow through the membrane and so you're getting water and not the the yuck that's on the back side of it same for the sawyer um the advantage to these versus reverse osmosis is that you're able to back flush the system so if you've got clean water and then you want to kind of clean the, the contaminants out of the, the membrane, you can actually flush the water back through, and it'll help break those contaminants back out. Um, but, I mean, in, in general, that that's the, the three or four different types. Um, and it just depends on what you want to use. Remember that... Um, products like the, the tablets and things, they have expiration dates, so they're not always going to be um, usable. Um, products like the gravity filters can be big and bulky. Products like reverse osmosis filters require electricity, and they're also relatively big and bulky. Um, but the smaller things, so like the, the polar pure with the elemental iodine, that has no expiration date. There's a specific amount that you can use it for. So they say like 2,000 liters or something like that. But that's because as the iodine it dissolves into water, it's slowly used up. It's just not used up in one go. So it lasts longer. If you just don't use it and you've got it in an emergency kit, you don't have to worry about it expiring. The chloramine and chlorine and iodine tablets... Those, you've got to have a little bit of wherewithal to think, all right, this has been in my pack for five years. I bought it six years ago. So it's actually seven years out of date. You know how buying stuff off of Amazon is. You get anything off of Amazon, it always seems that if it has an expiration date, it's a year earlier than it should be. don't know why that is, but for me, that's just it seems to be that way. Um, and then the, the membrane filters, the main drawback to those is that they, 
depending on what they are, they may or may not filter out everything. And I know when COVID hit, it was a big deal to have something that could filter out viruses. But you're looking at 0 0.02 microns for a virus. LifeStraw doesn't filter out 0 0.02 microns. It filters out higher than that. So, I mean, if you're in a place that's got like hepatitis B or you're, you know, you're in some sort of bad situation like that where the water may be contaminated with viruses, the live straw isn't for you. Now, I think the, um, the Sawyer system actually does filter out viruses, but that's another thing you want to look at. If it's a chemical type um, filtration or purification, um, it's going to probably kill viruses and bacteria, especially if it's iodine or chlorine. Um, the gravity filtration, it may or may not get the viruses out, right? It depends on how much filtration you have, how many stages of filtration you have, and how fine that filtration gets. You know, the Berkey say that they go to, to less than 0.02, so it would feasibly remove viruses from the water. But for like, like I said, Lifestraw and Sawyer, it's questionable as to whether or not they'll remove viruses from the water. Um, the Purinize chemical, the flocculants, I think they're supposed to remove them um, because it allows it all, all the suspended particles within the water to actually clump together and fall out of suspension. And then you drain off the pure water from that. So technically, it doesn't kill the viruses, but it basically clumps them into a big enough clump that there's, you know, it's easily removable by just standard filtration. Um, reverse osmosis, though, it will remove viruses depending on how deep you get in the, um, the different stages, right? If you get a, a cheaper one that's only got like one or two stages, you're not going to be filtering out viruses necessarily you may be i mean it depends on which brand you've got but the deeper you get the more fine the stages of uh, filtration you get the more likely you are to be removing these harmful things from your body or from your water and thus not letting them get into your body um but you know it the best scenario is to make sure that you're collecting enough water and that you have it in your possession to be used when you need it. Um, the second best thing to do is to like make you up a, a rain catchment system so that if you've got water and you're catching it with the rain, or if you're catching the rain and you're storing that water, you've got only thing you've got to do is filter that stuff out and if you've got like a, um, a first flush system, so it, the rain comes down, it washes off the, the silt and the dust off the roof, and then you have a valve that closes after that first flush, and then, so you've got relatively clean water in your tank, all you need is a, a filter to clean that out. No worries about viruses or anything like that. But... You know, it all depends on your skill. It all depends on what you've got, how much money you can spend to put into it, right? So always go with the cheapest way to do it. You know, get somebody that's got those Arizona iced tea 
um, jugs or a, you know a nice plastic jug like an aqua painter. Go grab a couple of those, fill them up with water, put them in the closet, and leave them alone. At least you know at that point that you've got good quality water that's on hand, and it's been you know you you filled them up in a better time. You know what your water quality status is because you get a report from your utility each year. So you should be relatively safe using that water, just as if you would be safe using it in your house on a normal basis. Um, other than that, look into what it is that you're wanting to do, what the products claim to do versus what other people have found that they do, and then you can go from there. Um, one other note that I will make is that with the chemical type filtration, or I say, keep saying filtration, it's purification. The chemical type purification, you will run into an issue where some of them, you have a limited amount that you can drink while using that. It's so like the iodine. You don't want too much iodine in your system, so those you have a limit as to how much water that you can purify with it and then drink. Um, I think it's the same with the chlorine tablets. I don't think it's quite as strict because there's so much chlorine that we're already exposed to. It's not quite as you know detrimental. Plus, there, there's not quite as much allergy to chlorine as there is to iodine. But like the purinize, so the, the flocculant, they're organic salts that are like you can drink as much of much of it as you want. Because once you put it in the water, the salts flocculate with the um, the particles in suspension. They fall out of suspension, and you filter it out. So you're not really drinking any of the, the chemical that's in there. So that, that's one thing to think about. And then, you know, if, if you're going to get one of these gravity filter systems or a reverse osmosis system, look at the, the price of the... Um, the filters themselves, because you're eventually going to have to replace them. I know with the Berkey ones, you can clean them to some extent and get a little bit more life out of them, but eventually you do have to replace them because it clogs up and you're no longer getting any water through your system. So look at that, look at the price of that compared to how much water you can get through those filters, and then you know make your decision off of that. There, there's a lot of different options. Um, there's a lot of people that are fanboys for certain things and versus the other ones. But really, to me, it's all basically the same. As long as I can have good, clean drinking water that I can be confident that it's not going to harm me, that's all that matters. Um, but anyway, that's it for today. Um, if you like this show and you want to support us, you can visit our website, colesonthecoast.com. And then you can click on our widget that's for our Buy Me a Coffee. You can get us a coffee. Um, each coffee is $5. You can get us however many you want. But if you want to specifically give us a certain amount, you can go to our Buy Me a Coffee page at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Coles on the Coast and enter in a specific donation or go to our wish list and donate specifically to something that we're trying to get done here on the homestead. Uh, um, you can also 
called me, Charlie, at Charlie Small Engines. Um, contact us through the Coles on the Coast um, website. That way I know that you came from the podcast and you're not just somebody that... I mean, if you're listening to me in California and you call me, I can give you advice over the phone and charge you for it, but I'm not going to drive out to California to come visit you. Right? That's not going to happen. But if you go to my contact page, I have a general idea as to where you're coming from, and then we can go from there. But go to colesonthecoast.com forward slash contact, fill out the form, mark it as being for Charlie's Small Engines, and then I'll get back in touch with you. I'm a mobile small engine repair guy. I will come to you, diagnose your problem, and fix it there. It may take two or three visits, but that's all covered in the, um, the travel fee that I charge. You can also call Jessica. Same way, go through the contact form because we don't want to give out phone numbers on the podcast itself. It's easy enough to find it if you go look, but we'll just make it not quite as easy. Go to the webpage, colesandcoast.com forward slash contact. Send Jessica an email. And if you want to learn violin, viola, cello, piano, she can do that. She can teach it to you via Zoom if you're not local to our area. And anyway, it, she does a great job. She's got a bunch of students right now. And really, she's almost booked up for the year for her in-person stuff. But if you're doing Zoom, there's the option. There's the chance that you can still get in. Anyway, I think that's all for tonight. Thank you for listening. I hope this was um, informative. I, I know the way I do podcasts is kind of silly. I'm kind of more off the cuff than anything. Not everything I say may be accurate. Um, most of it's based off of what I've read and what I remember off of what I've read. So... If any of this is, like, inaccurate, just let me know. I mean, I, I can always do a correction and say, yeah, this wasn't right. But for the most part, um, everything generally is pretty accurate. But if you liked it, you know, leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Um, follow us on your podcast player. And uh, listen to us next time. And until then, this has been Coles on the Coast.